On this episode of the Retire ASAP show, we're going to talk about inflation and how to invest in inflationary markets. It's time for the Retire ASAP podcast. Here's your host, Taylor Fike. Welcome to the Retire ASAP show, where our goal is to get you free from work as soon as possible. I'm your host, Taylor Fike, and with me, Brad Fike, the fantasy football loser. <laughs> oh, you're killing me already right up front. I had to introduce it. You know, we did play this week. It was you versus me, the apprentice versus the master, and I won by like two points. 2.35 to be to be <laughs> not exact. that you're not that you're counting not that or anything. I'm counting or anything oh you were you were waiting we were texting each other on Sunday night because it was the Sunday night game where you had your last player and boy were you close but just could not close the gap Jimmy Jimmy Garoppolo or whatever his name is I don't know he was Garoppolo you he well you had he you sucks. had his tight end you had Kittle so you were just struggling to Kittle's get... wide open and he keeps showing to his main man and there's people all around him he can't In complete triple a coverage. pass triple coverage and there's <laughs> Kittle over there I just need eight yards or five six seven eight yards and I'm I win the game so where does this put you are you are you now are you I've only three? won one I won it by oh six. you're one and two I won it by six tenths of a point from uh, Adam <laughs> so. <laughs> the only game you have won is by six-tenths of a point. The other ones you've lost. That's correct. Well, at least they've been close for you. It makes football a little more fun. I'm looking for a partner. I'm going to stack one of our teams just to stack it. Well, I don't want to start bragging because I know it's early in the season, but I think I might be undefeated now. Oh, That's what, If we've played three games and if I've won all three, that makes me undefeated, right? <laughs> so far you might be lucky in that one. Oh boy well anyway welcome to the retire asap show we're going to talk about investing not so much about fantasy football though if you've been following along with our journey in the last couple of weeks uh we started a family league with a bunch of my friends and my mom and dad joined in and it's their first time playing fantasy football it's been fun the trash talk has been alive in this last week and uh everyone's learning how to do fantasy but long story short boy it's been a heck of a week I mean, this this past week, the markets just kind of decided they didn't want to go up. They just wanted to go down. And all this talk about inflation. And I mean, we talked about inflation in our last episode with budgeting and how to budget through inflation because it's been the hot topic of 2022. But man, can some investments go up at some point? Uh, markets are volatile. Markets are volatile. That's all I got. That's the disclaimer. Well, okay. And then that's it, folks. Thanks for joining day. us for Markets episode. are volatile. <laughs> Shut the news off. Turn your TV off. Turn your computers off. Don't look at them and life will be good for you again. Yeah, well, it's true. So last week what happened was is the Fed came out um, and raised rates kind of like what they said they were going to do. It's not like that was a surprise to anybody. Dead on what we thought. But for some reason, and I think it goes alongside with a lot of the emotions and the fear of what raising rates comes and, and means to a lot of investors, but... Uh, they came out, raised rates just like they said they would, and the markets reacted in a very negative way. Now, one of the things that is going on is not just the U.S., uh, the, the Fed in the U.S. is raising rates. Now you're starting to see central banks all over the world do something similar, high interest rate hikes all at the same time. And that's where I think a lot of the media is saying the fear is, is that, wow, if the world is all doing it at the same time, this is going to be a global recession. But that's not always the case. I mean, it's interesting because recession has been in this quotation marks forever. It used to be, well, they had this definition that kind of edged a little bit to a different definition. Right now, in previous definitions, we are in a recession. But according to 
the I don't know who does that. The Department of Labor are they the ones who make that call? Uh, there's another one that's a national. I can't remember the committee that, that actually declares it. Either way, they haven't declared an actual recession, even though it meets all the markers of previous recessions. So I don't know uh, where we're going here in the U.S. But long story short, what a lot of people are asking is, what do I do with my investments? Nothing seems to be going up. It's all red. Nothing green. How do I how do I invest in this in this world? Well, you know, first of all, there's several things going on. It's not just the inflation piece. And uh, I think there's some escalated fear of Putin trying to do some nuke work. Some and, nuke uh, work. The, the beautiful thing going on in Russia as of uh, the last couple of days is that a uh, beginnings of a potential and hopeful, in my mind, civil war, because uh, they bring it up 300,000 people that were have been basically inactive hmm. and uh, they're making them come to fight and they're leaving the, in droves or they're trying to get out of the country and uh, she's threatening jail time. So I'm hoping that this creates a civil war and they finally boot that Putin right down the road and uh, maybe things will change and that'll take some pressures off on that end of it because that's a commodity issue, right? So right. A lot. There's multiple things going on. Is one inflation? This is all we hear about. Yes. Every time the market gyrates, it's an inflation discussion. And uh, but there's more to it than that. You know, we have to get inflation under control, which is what the Fed's trying to do. But that is not going to happen just by the Fed raising rates. It takes every consumer around the globe to stop spending money on things they do not need. Absolutely. People are buying stuff like tomorrow's the end of the day. Tomorrow's the end of the world. End of the world. And I'm going to buy everything I can buy. I don't care if it's a $2 item or a $50 item. People are buying crap like crazy. And it's stuff that they don't really need. And that is just fuels the fire. And even though it's just you and me and you know, uh, whoever's listening to this podcast, that's a small piece, but you multiply that by 8 billion people on the planet, right? It's a problem. And the, and the, and the governments can't stop consumers. So the only thing you can do is put, you know, interest rates higher. They can make things happen so that you can't afford it. But so the other piece right. of this is you need some unemployment to be higher. Yeah. Because when people lose their high paying jobs right now, we have the jobs are paying very well. This is a problem with, higher paying jobs, which everybody wants, mm-hmm. but that just puts more money in the consumer's pocket, which they turn around and they spend. Right. So what the Fed has to do also, this is one of the legs that has to be under control is you got to get unemployment up. Now that's not a good thing for people, especially if they just bought a highly inflated house in the last three years, which you did. If you bought one in the last few years, you paid a highly inflated rate, whether I'm, you want to believe I'm it or not. I'm guilty of that. Yep, yeah, absolutely. So if they lose their jobs, that could be a default issue for them, right. or they're going to be tightwad. So you might as well stop going to Starbucks right now because you might have to do that nine months from now or a right. year from now. So just get used to living without your coffee. I'm just saying, okay? Well, we talked a lot about this, though, in our budgeting episode last uh, two weeks ago. We yeah. talked about how spending, you know, you have your, we called it the credit card creep, right? Right. It, has, it hasn't happened overnight. You know, in the middle of COVID, we kind of locked ourselves down. We didn't spend any money. 
Everyone was staying home. They Nothing was open to go out and do. And it's almost like we opened the floodgates with all this built-up savings and just went bonkers. We went on crazy vacations. We bought a boat. We bought a house. We bought a brand new car. Whatever it was, it's like, man, we just started this spending like crazy. Well, now what's happening is, is in this game of supply and demand, which is how economics work, we had all this demand for all these different products and no supply. So the price of those products and services started to rise. And what we didn't realize is what we were paying two, three, four years ago for those same things, it's creeped up on us percent by percent. And if we look over a year ago, about 8% is what we're creeping up around, 8.5% depending on um, which month you're looking at, the year-over-year amounts for what inflation has been. And what we're finding is, is that people's budgets are getting tighter. Now, a lot of people haven't been tracking those budgets because, like you said, their jobs have paid increased wages to keep these employees working because there's so much demand for new employees. Or whatever it is, the company is giving out major bonuses, or all of a sudden you're flush with cash, and you had all the savings of what you banked up. Now, all of a sudden, you're running into those issues of, wow, okay, the prices have caught up with what I'm making in my new earnings. This is becoming a problem, and now I'm going to complain about inflation, and now the markets are going down. I don't understand what's going on. All these things are going wrong. Grand scheme of things, if we want to battle inflation, it's exactly what you said. You need to stop spending so much money. The less you spend and lower that demand, that means that the supply will increase. And that means that once there's more supply of goods and services and less demand, they have to lower their prices to be attracted to consumers again. Yeah, it's a three-legged stool. We have inflation. Mm -hmm. We have Russian war. Yep. And we have a low unemployment. So those three things have to be adjusted for this thing to come out. So that's why most of the economists of recent are saying that this is going to be a longer-term inflation experience than what they originally thought. So I think that has beat the markets down recently, is the three legs are not getting anywhere. Right. It's just a big cycle because people are making more money. And honestly, I don't see any of our clients that I know are making more money putting more money away in their investment accounts, which they should be. This is buying like deep, deep on sale right now. Yeah. I looked at my account, which is 100% stock portfolio. I'm down almost 32% for the year. That means there's a 32% sale out there? Well, I just put a bunch of money in yesterday because it's like, I'm not done. I'm putting it in every month. And whenever I get extra money, I'm dumping it in there because you know what? I'm buying stuff at 32% cheaper than it was January 1 of this year. And it will come back and it will go higher than it was January 1 of this year. And I'm going to say that. I don't care what anybody thinks. That's what's going to happen. It will. It always does. It always has. That's a compliance issue. It always has. It always has. We're going to say that we have a pretty good idea that it will. This is my opinion, so I can say what I Oh, there we go. Yeah. Make sure it's your opinion, opinion. not Mike Advisor's opinion. Yeah, my opinion, not the company's opinion. Anyhow, (laughs) so it's a buying opportunity. So if you have excess money, you should be putting it in. This This is the greatest thing going on. So this goes to the topic of today. Somehow I just faded into that. I love it. This is a seamless transition. Where? Yeah, I'm genius at that, even though I didn't even know it until I just now realized. But if you think about it, 
I just said you should be investing more money. What does that mean? You need to be buying more equities. More This stocks. is the greatest wealth creating tool known to mankind, and you can buy it on sale right now. Absolutely. So here's, why would there be anything else to go to? You're right. Well, here's the thing. We had we had a listener. She's a tried and true listener. Been listening for a long time. And she asked me this question. She said, what should I be doing to invest in these high inflationary markets? My response was, it's it's ugly out there, right? If we if we look kind of across the board at some of the general investments, you got cryptocurrency that's been so hot for the last couple of years, down close to 80%, depending on which one you're looking at. I mean, that's a, that's a nasty drop, right? So yeah. cryptocurrency is not hot. Real estate, which has been hot for the last three or four years, it is now starting to peak. You know, you're starting to see these mortgage interest rates start to reach seven, eight, nine percent. You're starting to see building costs go through the roof because supply for, you know, lumber and steel and all those things it takes to build a house, those are becoming more expensive. So all of a sudden this real estate and housing market, it's kind of reaching its peak. Not that it's gonna dive down, I don't know, but it may not be quite as lucrative as it was a year it's ago. It's slowed down for the last seven months. I was just reading about it today. So there you go. And then you have the bond market, which anyone who has had bonds in their portfolio portfolio for the last five, 10 years, those bonds are not nearly as, as exciting or sexy as the new bonds that are coming out with these higher interest rates. So all of a sudden your bond values, if you're trading them, we've had a conversation about bonds in this podcast, but your bond values when it comes to your investment portfolio have dropped. And then you look at the grand scheme of things on the stock side, especially the growth companies who depend on borrowing money from banks, which again, the loan interest rates have gone skyrocketed in the last 12 months. If you they depend on that, all of a sudden they can't expand and grow the way they're supposed to. So all these different investments in different categories are really looking rough. But here's the good news, right? And the good news is that the best thing and the most agile thing in an economy that has high inflation is the businesses that offer goods and services. Because the what is it what is a business going to do? If you look at a business and they say, hey, I'm selling Coca-Cola, right? And it costs me X amount of dollars to make this Coca-Cola because I got to go buy all the supplies for it. Well, now it costs me 10 more cents. Are they going to eat that 10 cents? No, they're just going to raise their price on Coca-Cola 10 more cents. We have to pay it as consumers, so it hurts us. But it never hurts the business because they aren't going to lose their bottom line over inflation. Now, in the short term, and there's all this panic of, oh, gosh, we could go into recession, inflation is so high, all these things go on. Yeah, that's going to fluctuate the stock price of a company. But when you look at the long-term view of what that company is going to do, they're not going to pay the bill for inflation. They're just going to pass the buck on to the consumer. So where do you want your money invested? I want it invested in the place that isn't going to get hurt by this inflation, which is the company that sells the good or the service. Right. And... Uh not every company can do that, but there is a great deal of companies out there. And I think that's why it's important to find money managers that understand that and are looking at companies that have the ability to raise rates during inflationary times, companies that are extremely financially sound and have great balance sheets. And that means low debt. Those are the ones that are going to survive through this thing. Those are the ones who are going to come out of the valley much quicker when right. this thing ends. And uh, it will end. I'm going to say it again. My opinion. It will end. Did I say it? it will end? Wow. Making declarations, sweeping declarations like that is dangerous for compliance. And I like to say, this is my opinions. And what I like to say is when they're coming out of the valley, like a jet coming out of a valley, it's just going to fly straight up. Like Top Gun, like Tom Cruise and Top, Top Gun, Gun, just baby. like straight up. 
We got a Top Gun end of this uh, recessionary period. When it ends, it's going to be like Top Gun. Out I there. sure hope so. So if you're not in now, you're you're going to miss the ride. And if you got out, you're going to miss a really good Top Gun ride. I sh- I sure hope so. I wish that was the case. I think personally, in my opinion, I think it's going to be a choppy ride up. I don't think there's going to be any clear signs that this thing is over. I think you're going to find as you look back over six or twelve or eighteen months, you're going to go, man. I see that the markets went back up over time. It didn't feel like they were going up. It felt like they were kind of doing nothing. But it, it over time, little day, little bits, little days, when you start looking back, you're going to see that. But you don't want to miss those opportunities because you have to trust those companies. I think you kind of touched a little bit on this. We use a money manager for all of our clients and their portfolios. One of our money managers is really, really good. They interview the management teams of every company that they have in their portfolio. They usually do it on an annual basis, sometimes a couple times a year. And what they're doing is they're seeing, are these the kind of people that are going to be able to accomplish the goals that we have for the investments in this company? Are they the people that are looking at, hey, what makes the most sense for my company to be profitable even when things are bad? And then what is my company positioned to do over the next three, five, or eight years to make sure that they're going to be growing, even if there is a a rough patch in the middle of those years, that they're going to keep growing even through the tough times? And you have to have someone looking out for you in your portfolio like that. Now, if you want to be a do-it-yourselfer and you want to do all that research and you want to try to get access to those management teams, good luck. You're, you probably don't have nearly the size of the pocketbook that a CEO of a major company wants to talk to. But when you're working with a portfolio manager that has you know, billions of dollars under management, they can get in the offices of those CEOs. So what you want to do is you just want to be invested. If you want to beat inflation... Invest in the companies that are going to be changing their prices and growing even with inflation. That's kind of the the, the bottom line of what you need to be doing right now. Yeah, and so my uh, Top Gun uh, uh, strategy there is probably not reality because you are right. Every every time I've been through any of these market declines like this, it's there's never a clear sign that it's it's done yet. So you gotta you gotta look at all the parameters around it. You gotta look listen to the economists. You gotta look at the financials of companies. You, you got to look at those three legs I just talked about earlier. These are things that are going to be the sign that says we may be on the backside and on our way up. And that's when you got to get in because if you miss one, two, three really good days on that way back up, those are top gun days. Those are days you might sure. miss the ride back up. And if you're waiting for that clear top gun shoot off or a rocket ship coming out of there, that's probably never going to give you a real sign. The other thing that uh, I was thinking about is that Stocks are a great place. And why is that? Is that when I buy stocks, I actually own assets of a company. Brick and mortar buildings, maybe not everyone has brick and mortar buildings, but the most of them, they own equipment. There's actual real assets that I hold. Now, if I look at crypto, let's just use an example of crypto or any kind of commodity, Mm -hmm. because most anybody that buys commodities is playing the commodity game, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, I can buy an option on a commodity. They usually don't own it. If it's grains or whatever it is, I'm buying an option that it's going to do better or worse than what we think it's going to do. What you're buying in those situations, they are contracts. So I don't really own any physical assets. Correct. And if I own crypto, I don't own any physical assets. There is nothing that I own other than a philosophy and a belief that someday cryptocurrency is going to control the monetary system. That's a wish, a dream, and a speculation. Doesn't mean it won't happen. 
but it doesn't mean it will happen. But if it goes down and down and down, I don't own any assets. I can't like whenever something goes bad, I don't get any piece of the action because I don't own any real assets. So you got to look at that. Why, why would I own stocks? One, I own assets in a company that actually physically has stuff. And two, they have the ability to raise their costs at basis or their sales costs or their, I should say their price, their price. Yep. And they have the ability to do that and pass the buck on to the consumer. Absolutely. I think both of those are really important. And in the grand scheme of things, even if you are a crypto guy or girl, you're really into that cryptocurrency. The idea still has to be, you have to have, regardless of what this future of the markets are going to bring, you have to have that conviction that this is a good time to buy, right? I have a buddy who's really into crypto. Now, he is hurting real bad. We've talked about it. We've joked about it. He said, but in my mind, this is according to him, in his mind, he never he never felt like that was his money anyway. It was always going to be at risk. And he only put money that he's comfortable with being at risk. And he is saying, I'm still buying this crypto on sale because he has the conviction that it's going to be successful. Now, for us, you and I, Brad, we have conviction that owning equities is going to be successful. And long term, historically, we have a lot of data that's shown that it's been successful over the last hundred years. So it's hard for me to say that it's going to be unsuccessful here in the future. But you need to have that conviction and you just need to choose to say this is an opportunity, not a downside or a bad thing when markets go down. It's an opportunity for people to get rich. What we've talked about in previous episodes and what a lot of guys will talk about in 2008 is there were a lot of million and billionaires made from 2008 to 2012. And what was that period? It was the bottom of the ugliness of what happened all the way to kind of getting out into this new horizon of where people are going next. So really, the big money, the most wealth is made if you stay true to your convictions of owning a good, solid investment when things are the ugliest. Yeah, so a GFC, in case for some of you younger people don't know what GFC stands for, that stands for the Great Financial Crisis of 2008. Yeah. So that's GFC. So you hear guys talk about, well, GFC was at a low and then we've come back from that. So even at this point, if you look at people that took the beating in 08 and where they're at today in mm-hmm. 2022, even with the beating we've taken this year, we're not even near those numbers of what it was, say, what is that, 14 years ago. Right. So that just tells you what markets do. And we're going through not a GFC. Everything I've read, every economist I listen to, we are nowhere close to any kind of great financial crisis. Although there's people believe it and you can have all your opinions you want, but I'm going to tell you, I've looked at the facts and I understand the science of it. And I can almost assure you, we are not in a GFC. Now I could open my mouth here and cause myself to get some phone calls uh, (laughs) a year from now, if we become a GFC situation, that is put Putin hits the button and all that good stuff. Yeah. That's a, that's a different ball game. Yeah. So, so anyhow, yeah, I think, uh, you know, we'll come out of this. It'll it'll look good again. And this is an opportunity that you can't let the bad news of inflation say, oh, I don't want to go in right now. I won't wait till later. You can have that opinion. You can keep your money in the bank and earn nothing. I don't care. But I'm going to tell you right now, uh, most good investors and successful investors and our most successful uh, investors that have larger accounts are taken advantage and have over the last several decades when opportunities come around like this. Absolutely. So keep that in mind. This is this is the final answer to the big question. What do I do? What should I be investing in in these high inflation time periods? Invest in equities. 
Now, maybe you have convictions in other places. All I'm going to tell you is just invest. Make sure you do your research. Make sure you know what you're getting into. Look at the history. The history. Look at what the makeup of what those assets are that you're investing in. But don't sit on your money. Don't wait for things to get better. This is an opportunity to buy. It's an opportunity for you to become much more wealthier over the next three to five, ten years than what you would have been if you wait until things get better. So the answer is just do what maybe you're already doing or maybe you just need to start doing just invest. Now, if you're looking for someone to invest with, you need a financial advisor, you can uh, go over to our website, fikeadvisors.com. There's a schedule now button in the top corner. It's a free consultation. You can do a Zoom call or an in-person meeting if you're local here to the Worcester area. If you want to come in and meet us and talk about your investments and what you can be doing to maximize your wealth and set yourself up for a fast and soon retirement, you need to talk to us. So again, fikeadvisors.com, schedule now. It doesn't cost you anything just to get a consultation. Come see us and we'll help you out with your portfolio. Any final thoughts, Brad? Yeah, I'd also like to add that uh, not just equities, which would be stocks, uh, the bond market is very beat down right now. So there's great opportunities in the bond market. If you're uh, looking to be a little bit more conservative, they have been beat down like I've never seen it. So there's great opportunity there. They don't have the upside that you'll see in the equity side of it, but they certainly have a great opportunity. So if you're a little bit more conservative, certainly look at the bond market as well. Absolutely. So with those final thoughts, you can always shoot me an email. Uh, my email address is taylor at fikeadvisors.com. It was great to hear from one of our listeners and ask a question about their portfolio and what they should be doing. I'm going to throw that opportunity out to you guys to ask whatever questions. If you want us to talk about something on the podcast, you got something specific to your situation, and you want us to do a little case study on it, yeah, send me an email. Love to chat with you, see what your, your situation is, and we'd be happy to touch base on some of that stuff as we talk, Brad. So have a good rest of your week. We'll talk to you guys next time. Goodbye. Investment advisory services provided by Fike Advisors, LLC. Information provided is for informational purposes only and does not constitute investment, tax, or legal advice. Please consult a professional before taking any action. Information is obtained from sources that are deemed to be reliable, but their accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed.